It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day, every day. And we welcome you to episode number 318 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. As always, the Redskins ON3 heading to northern New Jersey, MetLife Stadium, 1 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday. Redskins at the New York Giants and Daniel Jones. No Saquon Barkley, no Golden Tate for the Giants, as we discussed in episode number 317 of the Locked On Redskins podcast, which was a crossover Wednesday edition with Patricia Trana. Please go and check that out. Some good stuff there. All right, on Wednesday late afternoon, we found out, well, Case Keenum was injured. There had been no talk about this. Case Keenum had an x-ray after Monday night's game. Case Keenum was not with the team for their walkthrough on Wednesday late afternoon. Case Keenum was also in a walking boot. So, Jay Gruden, what happened? Did not participate. Reed concussion. Keenum foot, Rulier knee, Sheriff ankle. Limited were Dunbar knee, uh, McKenzie hip, and everybody else was full. Granted, we just had a walkthrough today. Jay, what can you tell us about Case's injury, how precautionary him missing today was versus his real risk that he could miss time? Well, today, like I said, it was a walkthrough, so we thought it was important to keep him uh, – uh, off his feet for the day, same with Brandon Sheriff and Chase. And then uh, we'll see how he is tomorrow. Full participant, just did he go through the walkthrough or what? Um... Yeah, he did, the, well, he did some of the walkthrough. He and Dwayne split it up, mainly Dwayne, and Colt just got in there, got his feet wet a little bit. Did the injury happen during the game Monday? I sure hope so. <laughs> yes, it happened. Are you able to elaborate on that? <laughs> I, I don't know when. Uh, he got tangled up in the pile a couple times and, and uh, just came out after the game was pretty sore. And then I uh, got checked out, got an MRI. I th- everything's pretty stable, just got to rest it for a day. So who is the backup quarterback now? Right now it's Dwayne. Dwayne is backup? Yeah. So depending on Case's foot, would Dwayne be the starter Sunday? Depending on Case's foot, that could be the case. Obviously, if Case can't play, then the backup usually does play. Sure, but depending Col- on how Colt is uh, tomorrow, we'll see how he is. I haven't seen him take. I haven't seen him throw a ball in about a month and a half. Okay. I was just saying, did he? You didn't see him. He didn't throw it all today. I know it's a walkthrough, but there was no nothing. He did not. There. No. How how likely would it be that he could miss that much time and be ready to play after what he's gone through? That I don't know. We'll have to see him an individual tomorrow and, and have him throw some balls and see where he's at, see how he feels as far as pushing off is concerned. He's been doing a lot on the side on his own, so I, I don't think he'd be cleared to practice unless he felt pretty good about it. But still, we want to see him uh, take the snap uh, with people coming at him and making some throws. Sorry if I'm being dense here. Is there a chance that Colt could return and supplant Dwayne as the backup? There is a chance that could happen. I, I, don't, I don't know yet. I, I, we just want to get through today. It's a walkthrough tomorrow. We'll, we'll evaluate everything, see where Case is. 
I assume Case is going to be able to play. He's a tough guy. Uh, if you know, and then we'll deal with the ifs tomorrow and Friday. So then the other question would be, depending on who it is, how much does that change your game plan, your prep? How early do you need to know? Well, if he can't go tomorrow, then obviously the other guys will get the reps, which will be good. Uh, so that's a win-win. And then if he's better Friday and Case feels like he can go, he'd go. But uh, we'll just wait and see. Um, you know, we'll get these other two guys some reps tomorrow. You know, we don't have a lot of time in practice to get everybody ample reps to get them ready for a game. But we will get, uh, obviously, uh, Dwayne a lot of reps tomorrow, see where he's at. Does the setbacks that Colt had to end last year and then coming back in camp kind of influence how you may want to handle him in this scenario? I think the biggest thing in how to handle Colt is how he's feeling mentally and physically. If he feels like he's ready to go, then I'll have to make that decision. And I'll see where Dwayne is as far as the game plan prep is concerned. Uh, if I feel great about Dwayne and, and Case can't go, we'll, we'll, we'll go with Dwayne. We'll see how it goes. But uh, like I said tomorrow or today, like I said already, uh, we got a little ways to go before I make any crazy decisions. With regards to the two offensive linemen, obviously linemen typically play through a lot of stuff, but any sense that they won't be available Sunday? That I don't know either. You know, I, I really don't know. With regards to Keenum, so after the game, um, you didn't mention him, and then yesterday, nothing either. Is this something that just kind of came up today, regardless of whether he got hurt in Monday? No, or not? it came up yesterday a little bit. He was sore. He just had an MRI this morning and, and got everything checked out to make sure everything's good. So we're just being overly protective on the foot right now. We anticipate him being okay, uh, hopefully tomorrow or Friday. Do you feel equally confident in Martin and Pierce Baker if you had to kind of use one of them, or do you like Pierce Baker's versatility more that he can play center? Do you have a preference over one of those two? Well, if Chase couldn't go, obviously Bergstrom would be the starting center, and then Pierce Bacher would be the backup. Uh, if Sheriff couldn't go, obviously Wes Martin would be the guard. Uh, so it's kind of how we're doing it. But I, I'm hoping at least one of them will be able to go. Shifting to the Giants, Daniel Jones, how much does your pre-draft prep on him help out? How do you get ready for a guy who's played one game? Well, he's very talented. I think the biggest thing you have to understand is, fortunately, we've played Wentz, we've played Prescott and Trubisky. All of them can move around. And I think that was uh, the effect that he had, Daniel Jones, on the offense last week against Tampa Bay. He had three or four plays outside the pocket were good. Uh, two touchdowns. Um, he had another scramble play uh, for a for a first down, I believe, and then he stepped up in the pocket, made some people miss in the pocket, made a big throw uh, for a 40-yard gain. So I think his mobility is something the Giants haven't had. Now Case, or, uh, Eli's leadership is, is obviously second to none over there, but uh, this guy's a little bit more mobile and uh, give you some issues outside the pocket. Did you see him maybe attacking some different areas of the downfield, being a little bit more aggressive on some throws than, than Eli had been? No, I think Eli's attacked pretty well. I mean, he attacked us pretty good last year. They were up 34 to nothing at the half. So uh, I've always had a lot of respect for Eli, but uh, right now they're, you know, they gave the job over to, to Daniel and um, see how he does. Coach, in the past, going through the quarterback carousel, Colt has always kind of known your system, Haskins coming in and learning it. Did he have any extra preparing for the role of when that time might come for him to come in, or is that changing now? given that maybe Case Dwayne, is injured. Yeah, Dwayne. He better be preparing like he's ready to play. That's, uh, that's the biggest thing you got to do as a backup. You have to prepare to start. You have to be prepared to come in on the second play of the game. So he better be prepared. I think he is. He's been working. What is the team doing to help him there? Because earlier you said he's only been getting time against the practice squad. Yeah, we, uh, we're meeting with him every day. Meeting with him, going over film, and, and Tim's doing some individual time with him. 
And, uh, you know, that's the role of a backup. That's the backup's job. You're not going to get every rep uh, in practice, but it's your job to be ready and learn everything. Where would you say his knowledge is on the game plan from where you saw him in the preseason to where he is now? Uh, on the chalkboard, it's good. You know, uh, on the field, we'll have to wait and see. I think he'll, he'll be fine, but we'll have to wait and see. That's something that you can't really gauge until you get out there and, and you see the defensive front for the Giants and the coverage is changing and uh, the blitz is changing and, 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 uh, and how you react. Jay, you're obviously frustrated. Players are frustrated with the 0-3 start. How do you keep a positive morale inside that locker room? We have to. You know, I think uh, if you walk around with your head hanging your head all day, it's going to be a miserable atmosphere, and uh, nobody's going to want to get better. So I think the most important thing is to, is to be positive and, and uh, understand that we still have a job to do. We're working hard, and uh, we can still dig ourselves out of this hole. Uh, tougher things have been done in the world than coming back from an 0-3 start. We have the people in the locker room to do it. I feel like uh, we have the talent to do it. Now we just got to go out and do it and play smart and play consistently for four quarters, not just two. What have you made of Landon Collins' impact so far? Well, I, I think he's done some good things, without a doubt. I'm glad we have him, that's for sure. And, uh, but we expect everybody to step up on defense. And uh, he's the main guy, him and Josh. And the secondary got to step up. Our pass rush got to step up. Our backers got to play better. We all got to play better. We got to coach better. We got to call better defenses. Uh, we got to attack. In training camp, you had kind of highlighted his tackling. What makes him such a good tackler? He's, he's always in position, good position. I think he missed one tackle last week on a screen, but uh, for the most part, he's in good position. He uses his eyes, gets his pads down, wraps up. What do you expect from, from Landon on Sunday? It's his first game against his former team and kind of didn't exactly leave on amicable terms. Do you expect him to be highly motivated on Sunday? Well, I, I think uh, the reason why we like Landon because he plays highly motivated every Sunday, but I'm sure he will personally have some added incentive. Uh, that's, you have to ask him. But we expect Landon to play hard, like he does every game. And if he has some added incentive, then, then great. The incentive should be we're 0-3. We're playing another division game. That's enough incentive for me, for everybody. Uh, but if he has a little bit more, uh, that's fine. All right, that's Redskins head coach Jay Gruden meeting with reporters on Wednesday late afternoon and explaining the whole mess at quarterback between Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, Colt McCoy, uh, and we will get more answers on Thursday and Friday. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash locked on to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K, ist.com, Blinkist.com, try uh, slash locked on to try it for free for seven days and save that 25%. All right, back in a flash with Jay Gruden again, but maybe a different perspective, meeting with Giants reporters, talking about Daniel Jones and getting ready for him uh, and some of the challenges that his 0-3 Redskins face. We'll have that for you next right here on LOR. Episode number 318. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here. You know what? We all love a good night out, right? Who doesn't? Whether it's seeing our favorite band, group, artist, or our favorite team, wherever it might be, whenever it might be. And now you can have that experience with the Vivid Seats app and the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. 
Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets to all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all with the Vivid Seats app. And again, the loyalty program allows fans to earn credit back. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Reward Program. Every seat, every purchase backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime, guys. Do it right now. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100 at the Vivid Seats apps. Go get it now. At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with nobody to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than betting on them, guys. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, so you should too. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet on football this season, and many of you are, bet with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little, win a lot, try a parlay. No matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. So join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer, guys. That's promo code Locked On and visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, it is Chris Russell with you. Make sure you follow the podcast at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter, also at Locked On NFL Net. At Locked On NFL Net is a great follow. As well, you can follow me individually, not just Redskins related, at Russellmania621, at Russellmania621. Coming up, we will um, tell you about a roster move that the Redskins made on Wednesday, adding someone as well. A quick look at a couple of key statistics uh, and a congratulations going out in order. But first... Jay Gruden once again meeting with reporters from New York that cover the Giants and talking about Daniel Jones versus Eli Manning and what it's like to prepare for that and then a little bit of his own situation uh, from earlier on Wednesday afternoon. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Super. (laughs) Good good to hear. How much different is it, uh, you've been uh, coaching against the Giants for a number of years, how much is it different getting ready for a Giants team that has uh, Daniel Jones, a quarterback, as opposed to Eli Manning? Well, I mean, Daniel has the element of uh, athletic ability, so the ability to run, that's the biggest difference. Other than that, uh, you know, Coach Shermer hasn't really probably had time to really vary the game plan a whole lot. You know, they're doing the same things. but, uh, you know, I think athletic ability is a big difference. But, uh, obviously, Eli was a great quarterback for a long time. Um, Daniel's got a lot of talent. But uh, the biggest difference is athletic ability, probably. Jay, on, on your side of things with a young quarterback, what do you think Dwayne has to show you more of uh, to end up getting a um, getting a turn and jumping in and seeing some action? Yeah, that's a good question. These two guys are totally different players coming out. You know, both of them are very talented. 
you know, Dwayne played really one year at Ohio State, and I think uh, from a mental standpoint, number one, I think it's good for him to sit back and, and learn how to prepare, learn how to uh, get ready for a game and game plan and, and see all these route concepts and, and different things that we're doing here. Um, so he, he's not far away, I wouldn't say. Uh, and if I had to put him in the game, I'm sure he could uh, play pretty well. Jalen, uh, you guys were preparing for the draft this past spring. Did you view Daniel Jones as being as close to ready as he looked like he was on Sunday? Yeah, he he was he, he's a good quarterback. You know, Duke. Uh, he did a lot of good things at Duke. Um, uh, Coach Cutcliffe, I believe it's Coach Cutcliffe, right at Duke. They they do a lot of the pro concepts, and he ran around good. They did a lot of empty. They did a lot of motions and and, and drop back passes that you see in the NFL. And as did Dwayne, uh, but you know. Um, Daniel probably had a little bit more experience under his belt. Um, took a lot of shots. You know, they were outmatched a lot of times against some pretty good schools in the ACC. Took a lot of shots, stood in the pocket, did some really good things. Showed his accuracy, toughness, and athletic ability. So uh, as far as being more ready, you never know until you get them in the building, really, and, and, and uh, get to know them and, and see how they perform um, under the lights and under live bullets. And he performed very well in the preseason, so they felt like he was uh, ready and, uh, you know, so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, with him and, and uh, the kid at Arizona, um, those guys were ready to go, and I think Dwayne's going to be ready here pretty soon. Jay, how do you expect the offense to change without Saquon? I don't know if you can change a whole lot, really. You know, I think you have your runs if you like. You know, it's just similar uh, to us. We've gone through a lot of backs here. You know, we went through Adrian and Samaje and, then, and uh, obviously Darius Geis. You know, the runs really don't change. I think the person running changes. Saquon is one of the best backs in the league, uh, one of the, probably the best back in the league for you know a long time. I mean, he's going to be a great back, uh, and Goldman's a good player. You know, I think he'll probably lose some of the splash plays. You know, the you know when when Saquon gets out in space, it's a wrap. You know, it may not be the case with Goldman. I don't know who knows. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, he's a special guy. But I don't think the run concepts will change a whole lot. Um, passes won't change a lot. The uh, Wayne can still catch the ball out of the backfield, which is a different guy doing it. Um, but, uh, you know, Coach Sherman's always had a good game plan against us as far as run concepts are concerned. Heck, it was 40 to nothing last year. It's a half, I believe. They, they got it as pretty good. Uh, so I don't think it'll change a whole lot. Is there any advantage to having seen Daniel on film for your, for your defense? It seemed like the Bucks probably uh, miscalibrated some of his speed. Can you, can you get that off of the film? Well, you, yeah, you know he's an athletic guy. I mean, and now this day and age in pro football, you know, there's only a few quarterbacks that don't really run a whole lot, but still, you got to still contain them in the pocket because if they move around in the pocket whether they're athletic or not they can hurt you you know tom brady's not very athletic but he buys time by moving within the pocket some people can extend plays outside the pocket and then obviously when they get up inside the pocket they can tuck it and run it like daniel did for touchdown last week against the buccaneers twice so this is redskins head coach jay gruden once again meeting with new york giants reporters on wednesday afternoon so you hear both perspectives i don't know what you're thinking my guess would be is that Case Keenum is going to be able to play. Uh, it certainly sounds like that. It certainly sounds this is more precautionary than anything. I'm not that alarmed that he missed practice uh, on Wednesday. It was just a walkthrough. All right, back in a flash to wrap it up right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. Guys, if you're like me, you're not always paying attention to your bank account, right? Who's got time for that? And the moment you see that you're going to overdraft, it's too late. So end up spending $37 on a cup of coffee thanks to bank fees. But now, introducing the new Dave app, putting an end to overdraft fees for good. Dave is the number one budgeting app in America 
because it saves you from overdraft fees. It tells you about upcoming bills, and you can advance $75 from your next paycheck with no credit check and no interest. Get the Dave app, and for just $1 a month, that's $12 a year, which is a way less than an overdraft fee, and you'll never have to pay one again. Dave will help you budget for upcoming expenses, text you if you're spending too much, and if you need cash, fast, advance you $75 in just 90 seconds. You know who's an investor in Dave? That's right, Mark Cuban. Three million people already use Dave to save up to $1,000 a year in overdraft fees. That's why it's the number one budgeting app in the App Store. So here's what I want you to do. Go to dave.com slash locked on. It really helps the show if you let them know you heard it here. Then download Dave and never pay another overdraft fee again. It's immediate savings. Go now. Dave.com slash locked on. Spelled just like it sounds. D-A-V-E. Dave.com slash locked on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back to wrap things up. The Redskins signed veteran tight end Jerome Cunningham yesterday, or Wednesday, I should say. Uh, Jerome Cunningham has bounced around between the Giants, the New York Jets, the Tennessee Titans, the Detroit Lions. He last played in 2018, last year, with the Lions. He played three games, wasn't targeted, or was targeted once, had no catches. Uh, look, I don't know what you could possibly expect here. Clearly, this is just a list guy that they hope can help them out a little bit as a blocker. Uh, Jeremy Sprinkle struggled as both a receiver and a blocker on Monday night. Um, you know, had did some good things and 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 is there, but not enough in any way, shape, or form. So, looks like looks like the Redskins are just kind of hoping that something sticks against the wall, and they just strike lightning in a bottle here. Jerome Cunningham, uh, 6'3", 254 pounds, rather. Uh, Again, last played with the Detroit Lions. Career totals, eight receptions, 59 yards, and no scores. Uh, You know, again, what are you you getting? (laughs) You know, you're, you're getting a third tight end. You're getting somebody that you should have absolutely no expectation for. Uh, also, before I forget, want to send a congratulations out to Redskins fan Matthew M. Day, who wrote me, uh, as you can as well, Russellmania09 at gmail.com, Russellmania09 at gmail.com. Matthew, an author, uh, and he just uh, announced his third book called Fueling Victory at Home, which is now available for pre-order on Kindle. Uh, Amazon.com. He is an oil and agricultural history expert, uh, and that's largely what the book is. He's based in Lubbock, Texas. Again, it's his third book. It's available uh, November 22nd, 2019, but it is available for pre-order right now. Uh, So congratulations to Matthew 
day, and thanks for writing me, and best of luck, my friend. Uh, and thank you so much for listening uh, and reaching out. Also, before we exit stage left here, I just wanted to bring up something that just simply has to change. We all know how brutal the defense has been in terms of points allowed, in terms of third down, almost 64% uh, on third down. You know, one thing that would absolutely help the Redskins defense, no matter how ineffective it is, and people have to remember this, although they often forget. All right, so one thing that's got to change for the Redskins, regardless of how bad or good the defense plays uh, this Sunday and moving forward, is they need to run the ball better, right? That's going to help their offense. That's going to also help their defense. And that's what people often forget when they're abandoning the run, not giving up on the or not staying with the run. And I understand it hasn't been successful, and I understand you've got to do what you've got to do to move the football, and that's where teams kind of abandon that run so quickly when it's unsuccessful or when you get behind by more than one score in the second half of games. The Redskins are only averaging 48 yards per game rushing this year through three games. Last year, they averaged over the 16 games 110.9. I mean, think about that. That's a pretty staggering drop-off. Granted, the sample size is 16 games last year to three this year, but it's it's still pretty staggering. The NFL league-wide average this year is 108.9 yards per game. So the Redskins are, again, 48 even. The league-wide average, 108.9. That's just under 61 yards per game rushing off the pace. So think about this. 61, right? Even if you said, well, that 61 came on 15 carries, that's an average of four yards per carry. Some people may not like that or think that's enough or think you can gain more through the more air, more yards through the air, and that is true. You absolutely can if you have an efficient passing game. And this has always been the problem, in my opinion, for the Washington Redskins and marrying new age analytics with a pass-friendly coach. Jay Gruden wants to throw the football. Jay Gruden wants to move the football through the air. New age analytics show you should throw more on first down. You should throw more from or run more from split sets and spread sets and all that. I, I agree with a lot of that stuff. The problem is the Redskins never have a good enough offensive line. And the problem is, is the Redskins have rarely had a good enough quarterback in order to execute the new age plan. Let me take you back to Kirk Cousins. Listen, Kirk Cousins was by far the best quarterback the Redskins have had here in forever, right? But even Kirk Cousins was not built to throw the ball 35-plus times. That's not when he's at his best. If the Redskins do not run the football better and therefore take the load off of their quarterback and their passing game and their offensive line in pass drop sets, especially without Trent Williams, but even if they had Trent Williams, if they don't do that, they have no chance. You know, I would like to see more of a commitment to the run game, more success out of the run game, but also I would like to see more Chris Thompson and even Steven Sims on, you know, kind of gadget plays. I think that's going to help out your offense, but it's also going to help out your defense significantly. Against the New York Giants, 
and their defense stinks. They're not very good, especially in the secondary, which it's going to be tempting for Jay Gruden to just want to pass, 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 depending on who the quarterback is on Sunday. Clearly, I think if Dwayne Haskins is the quarterback, you will see more of a attempt to run the football. If it's Case Keenum or the less likely scenario, Colt McCoy, I think you're going to see a lot more passing than running. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. This is episode number 318. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.